Hey, SEALs fans. Welcome to SEALs Pod. Today, you're going to hear a conversation that Woodsy and I had with Casey Jackson back in training camp. To give you some context, at the time, I don't think anyone expected he'd miss the start of the season, but that is eventually what happened due to his injuries. But it was fascinating to hear his perspective on last season, as well as how he got to this point in his career. So here's our podcast with Casey. Enjoy. Welcome back to another Seals Pod, and uh, I am your—I guess I'm your host. I guess now I keep hosting these. Uh, I'm Woodsy. I'm the PA announcer for the Seals, and it's uh, my great honor to be joined by Casey Jackson. Uh, Casey, welcome to the Seals Pod. Thanks a lot. It's Happy good to, be to have here. you. And uh, it was such a, a pleasure watching you play last year. You had a monster year. Yeah, yeah, I know. I Patty gave me the opportunity, so I was happy to cash in on it. So, so. when you look back at the year you had, Case leading score uh, for the Seals and uh, just seemed to find the net a lot and uh, really stepped up when, when Austin Stotts got hurt and had, I think, a, a bit more of an opportunity to go out and do a lot of scoring. When you look back at last year, you got to be pretty happy about it, first of all. But what, in your mind, do you think you could improve on for this year? Uh, I mean, lots of stuff. I think nobody's ever satisfied with where they're at. I think um, coming in a little bit more, you know, stronger and physical, I think was kind of the thing me and Patty talked about in the off season. So that was kind of my main goal in the off season there. And uh, knowing I'm going to have to, you know, kind of set picks and, you know, try and be a bigger body, although I'm not, but you know, I'm going to try to be, but uh, that was kind of like my main goal. So those are the things to work on and stuff like that. So looking back uh, also, to the, the very first season for the Seals here in, in San Diego. What were your initial impressions of the team? What was your impression of being here in San Diego? You know, you're here for camp now. Yeah. Um, were you excited to get back here? Oh, yeah, super excited. I mean, how can where I'm from, you know, it rains all winter long. So it's nice to get back in the sun. But and where is that? Victoria, Victoria, BC. So it's a lot like, I guess, Seattle you guys are accustomed to. It's yeah. just it's gray and, you know, rains a ton there in the fall and the winter. So uh we get a lot of that so it's kind of nice to leave there and you know come to the sun in the in the weekends but team wise i think uh the biggest thing is i was surprised at how good we were coming out of a uh you know getting here for training camp um you know you don't expect it for an expansion team when i got here i was like holy cow like you know we got a shot at this thing yeah. and then we also have you know you got the best coaches in the game look at what they did when they played and stuff like that so they know know it extremely well so right when i got there i was like you know what? I think people are underestimating us. I think we got a shot here. Yeah, I felt the same way. Um, you know, I was telling some of the guys yesterday, last year, about this time, I went to my very first um, practice, and yeah. I got to see, and I'd seen lacrosse, you know, in high school, but I'd yeah. never seen box lacrosse. I'd never yeah. seen indoor. Um, didn't know anybody. Didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. It took me about 10 minutes to, to really enjoy the game, and yeah. then once the season started, obviously, I was very excited uh, to be there and, and really fell in love with the game. and But I will say, you know, watching how um, Pat Merrill has kind of molded and sculpted you guys, how did you feel, like when you were in training camp for the Seals, new team, new colors, uh, you know, probably knew some of the guys played with and against yeah. those cats, but 
when you're looking at it in training camp day one last year, were you like, oh, man, this this could potentially be rough? Or were you like, no, I think we've got some really good players here? Well, the guys that they they did a, a great job in the expansion. I knew most of the guys that they picked. And then uh, and then they made a trade. They took uh, Mitski, and then they traded him back to, to Sask. I think we got two first-rounders yep. or something like that. So that was – I was like, okay, they that's, were wheeling that's a good and pick. dealing last year, making moves, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I'm obviously following along with them a lot, and uh, I was like, holy, you know, like this is, you know, we're not settling for just being an expansion team. And hey, let's see how the first season goes and progress from there. It was basically, even coming into training camp, Patty made it clear, you know, uh, we don't associate with expansion team. We are we're going for it, just like every other team, and. Uh, the nice thing is it was a new kind of atmosphere for everybody. You know, you, everybody, it's, it's all new for everybody. You're not coming into your fourth or fifth season with the same team where you're kind of comfortable. So we were all kind of new and you know what Patty made and everybody and Joe and stuff made it clear. Uh, this is a goal. Like this is, you know, what, what, what the team is going to kind of build around and everybody kind of bought in. And I mean, talent only brings you so far. And uh, we worked our bags off, you know, at practice no and doubt. training camp. Like it was, Last year's training camp, all I remember is just being sore. It was know? gnarly. It was I, I watched it too, it and, was, I, and I didn't know what to expect either. And I figured, oh yeah, they'll probably probably be running around, slinging the ball around, yeah. you know, taking a lot of shots. And I'm watching Patty uh, Patty Merrill run you guys and run you guys. I saw guys throwing up. Talk about him for a minute. You know, I I, I know Pat uh, pretty well just from being around the team for the last year. Or so he's a really intense guy, uh, yeah. but he cares a lot. I mean, he guy hates to lose. Obviously, oh yeah, he hates to lose. That has had to have trickled down to that locker room. Big time. Because it's not a guy that just says, I hate to lose. Like, you can read it on his face after games. Like, um, he, but he's intense. Like, he's, you know, he's you're almost scared to talk to him. Sure. You know? but, just uh, got to stay out of it. Like, stay out of his way a little. You don't yeah. want to be the guy that he singles you out in practice. Yeah. You're but just you, like, you just, know it's happening. Yeah, It's yeah. going to happen at yeah. some point in the season. But you know, outside of lacrosse, you know, not, not outside of lacrosse, but you know, you call him on the weekday and you guys are chatting and stuff and super down to earth. Like you can talk to him about anything. So he's got that good mixture of, of leadership, but also, you know, he's there for you at the same time. So it's kind of a nice blend to have that with coaches. I haven't had that, you know, with other coaches very often. So it's, it's, it's great that you can talk to him outside of lacrosse or, you know, about lacrosse and things like that. But then when you get on the floor, it's all business. It's all baby. business. It's yeah, all business. for sure. And that's, that's been a, uh, I think, kind of an organizational philosophy. You could see, um, you know, starting with Steve Govett, yep. um, you know, and, and on down the line. Um, I know that that everybody takes their job seriously. It's not, yep. you know, and the thing is that the thing that I love um, that I really fell in love with, obviously the game is so much fun to watch and people that haven't, you know, gone out and watched it yet or come to a game, they, I feel like they're really missing out on something that, is beautiful. I mean, it, yeah. it when when played at its highest level, which you guys do, it is a really beautiful, skillful game that it blo it boggles the mind for a guy like me. And I got really good seats because I'm right down there in the penalty yeah. box, and I'm watching the ball movement, and I'm watching guys throwing behind the back. And you're like, this isn't natural what these guys are doing. And yeah. I think more people need to get out and appreciate that because it is just at times it's 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 crazy how you guys move the ball and how hard you guys throw and yeah. what the goalies are able to do. It's, totally. it's really special. I, I kind of um, attribute it almost kind of to you watch the world junior hockey championship. Yeah. It's almost the best hockey of the year because those guys aren't playing for the money. They're playing for the love. And that's basically kind of what lacrosse is. Nobody really plays for the money. We're not getting paid, you know, millions of dollars. Right. So the guys are here for, 
you know, a passion and a love. So um, you can kind of see it on the floor. Like we're, we're here to win. We're here to play because we love it. But the creativity of the game is not like anything else. No, like, it's really not. You I, know, I took Audie, uh, Austin Stotts to his very first baseball game last year. He's never been to a baseball Petco game. Park. Never had <laughs> okay. been to a baseball game. And his father also. His dad had never been to a game either. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I've told this story before, but <laughs> so I'm sitting there with Audie and he's, you know, we're just, he's asking me a bunch of questions. I'm kind of telling him, oh, this guy's pretty good. And he's like, who do I need to look at? I'm like, all right, see that guy? That's Manny Machado. Watch him. He's like Number the one. greatest yeah. in the world. Like Fernando Tatis. Amazing. And uh, he's like, and then he was like, how much does that guy make? I'm like, ah, he's probably a league minimum guy. And he's like, how much? I'm like, oh, like 550K. And Audie just looks at me and shakes his head and he goes, I'm really good at the wrong sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really, oh, yeah. really good at the yeah. wrong sport. That's the most common thing you hear lacrosse. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But it is, uh, and that's I think part of the reason I fell in love with it too is because yeah, there's a lot of heart out there on that uh, on that that carpet every night. Cali BBQ is proud to be an official sponsor of your San Diego Seals. Buy our slow smoked barbecue at any Seals home game or online anytime at www.calibbq. Dot media. What's the message from from Patty now? Because I got to tell you, man, we made the playoffs last year, mm -hmm. and I remember uh, after we lost the playoff game, I was devastated. I, I really was. I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to get in my car and go home and say goodbye to the guys. And um, I know you guys felt the same. Uh, it was a rough, rough night. I know nobody wants to feel that again. So is the message this year? Let's go win this thing. Completely. Oh yeah. I think so, the biggest thing that we talked about in the off season was unfinished business i think the path was paved for us in the playoffs there i mean um no matter who makes the playoffs i think we had a good shot at, at going to the finals let yeah. alone winning the thing so it was a little bit bitter especially the way that game kind of went you know we feel like we had it in hand and it yeah. kind of slipped away a little bit uh so it was it is it's just unfinished business i think we can get there and i think we can win it and especially with the additions that we made with the team i think and the guys have that mentality and if you've watched training camp at all it's a battle out there, and the boys are working really hard, and we know what we got to go for. Well, I was there uh, yesterday and watched uh, the first practice, and and again, you know, you you never know what to expect, but it was really intense. And guys were, you can see there are guys out there that really want to make this team. Um, not everybody's going to get that opportunity, but everybody was putting in effort, and, and and you know, Patty was, Patty was on some guys early. I saw a very physical camp. Uh, is that to be expected the entire duration of camp? Or do, once kind of the roster said, do you take the foot off the gas a little bit? Because you, you don't want to burn out before the season starts. How, yeah. how hard is it to find that balance on how hard to push yourself and when to ease off a little? Yeah, weekend, weekend one for sure, you're, you're going to be going 100% the whole time. Like it's as physical as it gets. Guys are fighting for jobs. Guys are fighting to take jobs. Uh, I think weekend two is the exhibition game, so it's going to be the same thing, fighting for jobs. I think after that, we kind of slow down a little bit and um, start working on some system stuff. But it doesn't get – I mean, our practices, we still fight. Like, I mean, we're, we're, we're still going two-on-twos, and we're clawing for everything we can get, which is different. Lots of other NL teams, they don't play like that. They don't practice like that. So uh, that's kind of why, like, when we do play in games, we're fighting, and, and you can tell, like – Maybe we're not the most talented team, but we're the hardest working team every time we get on the floor. And that comes from practice. That comes from Patty and Josh and Billy you know, ingraining that in us as well. So training camp, I don't think it's going to slow down at all. It's such a grind out there. I, uh, I was thinking last year when I was watching, I was like, maybe I should do a bit. 
and like put some gear on and like go do like the last 10 minutes just to I, see like what it's like. There's no chance. There's I, like no way. I thought about back. that with football. I was yeah. like, oh, I would like to see what it feels like, but then I probably wouldn't come <laughs> off the field. So another quick break. Coronado Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer partner of the Seals. Enjoy fan favorite Orange Avenue Wit and their new Salty Crew Blonde Ale all season long and visit coronadobrewing.com to find their award-winning beers near you. Stay coastal. Cheers. That's the thing. I was looking at this this team, and I remember last year coming in, and, and it was a little more... Um, uh, it was a little more, I don't want to say thrown together because I don't know how they put it together, but it did look, you looked around and you're like, all right, I mean, these are just looking like guys. I came out yesterday. I was like, whoa, yeah. like this looks like a scary <laughs> team of bruisers now. Yeah, like it oh, really yeah. looked, it really, because I, I did feel like some games last year, uh, I can't remember who, who it was against, but I know Mikey and I were in the box and we were watching them warm up and I'm like, Mikey. These guys are giants. Yeah, Sask. I Sask. I was Sask like, big. these Mitski dudes are. and Messenger, those are big boys. Oh, man. yeah. I'm Even like, Matthews. Yeah. Big Martin. guy. I'm like, these dudes are monsters out here. And then our guys, I mean, we scrapped, though. Like, it, it, we have a really, really scrappy team. Oh, yeah. But now I'm looking going, oh, so we could be scrappy and big. I'm all in. And the, the, we added a bunch of guys that can score like crazy. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a question I wanted to ask you. So in the NBA, uh, if you're a scorer. You're, you know, that's what they live for now. Games are 150 to 140 now. Uh, it's different, I think, than when I was growing up when, yeah. you know, 87 to 84 was kind of a final score. If you got to 100, it was a big deal. In lacrosse, now you got you who can score. Audie's going to be coming back. Yep. Audie's a scorer. Westberg's a scorer. Jeremy Noble's a scorer. We have all these scorers now. Is there going to be enough to go around, or is lacrosse different? You guys don't care about that? You just want to win? You don't care about that because everybody kind of brings other elements, too. If you watch Bergie, I mean, that guy could play defense. If yeah. You, you know, if – Oh, he trucked he trucked somebody yesterday. Him and Cam. Him and Cam. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, yeah. oh, so you're not just some sniper from the corner. No. Like, you're no. physical, too. Yeah. So, I mean, me, you catch me on the back end. I'm a major liability back there. <laughs> Bergy, I mean, he blends in like crazy. He he could play defense if you know if he wasn't playing offense. I yeah, mean, he's talented enough. Well, he's, yeah, we we well, we but. podcasted with him. and He said that's kind of what didn't he came up playing deep? No, that was Cam. Cam came up playing. Oh, yes, and they moved did. him yeah. to D. And now I couldn't picture Cam anywhere but defense. <laughs> yeah, you know. Although like, he does have a good stick on him. He does. Surprise for a D guy. He does. But uh, so when we've got all these scores now, I love it. Like the strategy, and I know there's so much about the game that I don't know. I'm I'm definitely your more casual I'm a hardcore fan but I'm I don't know exactly like how the sets are yeah. and and the the lines or whatever but when you have so many scorers on a team how dangerous is this team going to be oh my god potentially I th yeah I think uh I mean we came in under like people underestimated us last year and then we kind of you know blew the doors off them but we we did in games we like, surprised we were, them surprise people. them yeah and so now people are expecting us but I also think then they're underestimating us again because of how good we are now this year. So, I mean, like you said, with all those scores on the other end, like it, we could rack up numbers. I mean, lacrosse is like that. Like numbers can get super high. I don't think there's, you know, a cap that you can put on it, especially with all those guys. But, um, I mean, with our team, and it, it really is different. I know the cliche thing is championship or bust kind yeah. of thing, but that's basically what guys are here for. Like it really is. I've been on teams where we say that, but there's been individuals who are kind of out there for points and stuff like that. This team isn't like it's made, you know, it's either win or bust. So like points will go around, but it's mostly 
Well, from my perspective, I would really like um, a lot more blowouts. I want to beat teams by like we 30 so stressed in there. It's 100%. the most, and oh. I know you guys got to be dying out there, but I get so stressed in there. Like, when it's, it's a close game. I, and I said it on the last podcast, too, and I'll probably belabor it on every single podcast. The game against Philly last year, the St. Paddy's Day, the oh, comeback, awesome. the whole, the four goals in two minutes or whatever yeah. it was, like, to me, I, I almost died. I mean, it was still, like, the most – I've been to World Series games where my favorite team won the game. That was a really special moment. Uh, I've been – you know, the, the last-minute kind of Hail Mary thing for your football team that you like. That, to me, was one of my favorite sporting events I have ever been to in my entire life. Do you remember that game well? That game was insane. The like, best. It was incredible. Honestly, the home games that we had for last year were all extremely close and yeah. good games. The fans got the best games. Our home games were the best. Yeah. But – I kind of hate those games. I hate the close games. I do too. I, like, I want to blow them out. Yeah, I want to blow them out too. So, I mean, I think that's normal. Right? I want like, like I want like sheer and utter dominance where people yeah. are like, "Oh no, we're gonna lose by twelve tonight." Like I love screaming people's <laughs> names after a goal. Uh, yeah, like keep them coming. It's, yeah. it was just so fun. And and I I you know was talking to Mike a lot in the off season. Like, all right, so tell me about this game. He's like, oh dude, this guy's a score. This guy's a score. This yeah. guy's a score. I was talking to Steve yesterday. Uh, I know Steve was really – he's like, I'm, I'm really ready for a full year of Casey Jackson. I'm ready for a full year of Jeremy Noble, uh, Westberg. All these yeah. guys, like, it's going to be dirty. Oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, the, the close games, that what you, that's what you train for. And, man, do you ever get hyped up for those games. But at the same time, if I had a choice going into the game, yeah. I would choose to blow Let's out. get a blowout. Let's yeah. have some fun. Up yeah, there. let's win 15-5. Like. So I think, uh, you know, every, every – um, Every player probably has a couple of games on the schedule circled. Um, yep. Who's the team? And look, it's cool because I I see the the camaraderie on the uh, on the carpet between you know our guys and the other guys, and everybody knows each other. Played against each other uh, for your whole lives. Yep. A lot of a lot of guys. Um, but who are the teams you really want to beat? Who are the when you circle the calendar, you're like, oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna take it to them. Yeah, yeah to be brutally honest, it's probably Vancouver, just because it's my old team, and uh, there were some. Bitter emotions there, sure. but given they have new ownership and, and coaches, so it wasn't really exactly the way I left the team. But Vancouver's probably the biggest one, plus I have family coming to that game and stuff like that. So, Hell yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Not not one circled, I guess. It's Everybody nice. wants to be the champs, though. I mean, we want to totally. we knock out the champs. Anytime we can get those cats, that's what I'm That's what I'm here for. Yeah, and I got some buddies on that team that I would really like to stick it to. So Absolutely. You want to stick it to your buddies every time you play them. Absolutely. So that, that game, also, that you know, Calgary would be another game. But yep. I think if I had to choose one team, the Vancouver games would probably be the biggest. And that's the thing for me as a, a new fan that I was most excited about. You know, look, people are like, well, Woodsy, of course you're going to be excited about it. You work for the team. And I'm like, yeah, but I, if I didn't work for the team, and like if if Steve goes Woods, this guy showed up. He's the best PA announcer in the world. I gotta hire him. He's better than you. I go great. I'm still coming to the games and beating on the glass. Yeah. I was telling my producer this morning. I go, you know, I was, t- I, was I said, Paulie, baseball will always be my first love. Football will always be my second. I go, lacrosse has far superseded anything else. At, like no hockey, no basketball. Lacros- this is my third favorite sport now, by far. And I'm yeah. super passionate about my top three. There's no question. And I just I think people um, – does it bum you out that more people aren't into it, you know, like like a lot of us are? 
Yeah, I think a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know what bummed me out, but I mean, it should be more popular than it is. Yeah. If you're a hockey fan, you'd love lacrosse. You're a basketball fan, you should love you'd lacrosse. Love lacrosse. Yeah. Just, just the creativity aspect. And I say hockey is a great sport. I grew up playing hockey, so I was a big fan. And I love watching it and everything, but it's a little whacking around. You know, there's not a ton of control with the puck. There is once in a while. I think three on three was a great idea in the overtime. Yep. For another podcast. <laughs> right. But, but I also think lacrosse, the creativity and just the control of the ball and the way things move and stuff, add the physicality to it. And you have yourself basically a perfect sport. How do you feel about the physicality of lacrosse? Um, I, I know that it's not. I mean, I think even hockey's tempered it a little bit. Yeah. You can't have a sport where it's just it's blood sport all the time. I mean, that's nobody wants that. No. If you want that, go watch MMA. Um, I could stand for a few more fights though. <laughs> yeah, just I a think, few. I think, yeah, just totally. A few, totally. Like, you know, well, you're probably not going to see me do it. But, right. Wait, or wait, if you did, you'd for, be like, oh my. It's God, for the other know. guys. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, my girlfriend came and watched. Her parents came and watched me play. They saw me in college, uh, but they came and watched their first box lacrosse game a few summers ago, and they were like, "This is barbaric." You guys so are fun. animals out there, so like fun. crazy. And I'm like, I'm barely hanging on because I'm a small guy. But, right. But uh, they loved it as well. They're like, compared to field lacrosse, if you're a field lacrosse fan, it's faster. Yep. It's more physical. It's more physical. And it's 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 quicker. It's yeah. The speed is the speed is ridiculous. Yeah. The one thing I always want to know. It's funny because I've been playing baseball my whole life, and baseball players notoriously are. Um, they're they're kind of uh, they're kind of bitchy. You know, they they get really upset about the littlest thing and yeah. i'm watching you guys you know you're running down and you're trying to score and the guy's whacking you on the arm does it is it hard to not get chippy or do you just understand that that's kind of the game well i think after a few years of taking it you're kind of a little more tame to it i guess yeah but after a while it gets you know to a boiling point you're are there certain are there certain guys that it bugs you more are there guys out there that run mouth like oh yeah and just get super sure. super chippy and try to get in your head yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that comes with every sport. I yeah. think football is probably the worst. One. Yeah, you can, for sure. You can hear it on, on TV. Oh, absolutely. Even, so lacrosse is, is with it, too, any sport. But, I mean, it gets you after a while. But at the same time, you know, if you take a penalty at a certain time, you know, it's going to hurt your team. Yeah. So you kind of watch those things a little bit more. But totally, I mean, it's a competitive aspect. If he's slashing you, you feel like, hey, he's getting the better edge on me or something like that. So you're, you got to set a bit, bigger pick or – something get the body more so you can turn the physicality aspect back on him so it's a little bit almost like chess in a way that you know fans don't even think about right you're watching the game physicality but us on the floor i gotta think this guy's slashing me a lot okay i'll come set a pick and if i see him you know and he's got his back to me i might set it a little bit harder yeah i might take yeah Yeah, give a little shot let him know that hey i haven't forgotten about you so like um you've been playing in the league for a while um, you know, you've you've done really well in the league. If there was something about the game and, and even, you know, the presentation, whatever, like the one thing I always think about, Mikey and I talked a lot about it last year in the box. Um, for me, I the penalties are fine because, hey, maybe we're on a power play or if we're on a penalty kill, that's still pretty exciting. Like killing penalties is fun. Like it's yeah. it's nerve wracking, but it's exciting. It, it keeps the game, uh, you know, exciting and keeps you on your toes. The replays are what killed me. Now, do you guys appreciate the replays because you get a little bit of a breather? But because Mikey and I in that box, because we're trying to keep the fans engaged and keep them fired up, and the 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 ref is over there in the box with us looking at the replay, and it take it felt like ten minutes at times, but yeah. it probably was only like two. <laughs> but like, is there anything about the game that that would be mine? I would like to a quicker, more efficient replay deal. For you, is there anything about the game or the presentation or how it's played now that you would change or that you think could be better? 
Uh, I actually like the replays personally. Uh, for us, a little bit of a break is not a bad thing, but I also like the fact just because I'm an offensive guy. So there's the crease. Crease ones are the biggest ones. Yep. Those are mostly where all your challenge flags are coming from. Did he step in the crease? Didn't he? So for me personally, I like it. Because get it, it right. Yeah, and yeah. it overturned you know a couple goals for us last year. Uh, if I had to change something, um, I'm not too sure. I haven't really thought about that, actually. Because you know, we have a shot clock, and that's yep. the difference between field lacrosse and box lacrosse. I love the shot clock. Yeah, it's and, so fun. And people complain about that in field lacrosse, how like it's got to be quicker. You know, There's got to be a shot clock. So when I played field lacrosse, that was my biggest thing. Speed up the game here a little bit. Uh, if I had to say lacrosse, I would say like the off-ball slashing, mm-hmm. which I think they're working on a little bit more this year. But so meaning for the layman, so uh, uh, off the guy that has the ball, yeah. guy's just whacking you? Yeah, so if you're stepping on the floor and you don't even have the ball and they're just teeing off on your arm and stuff like that, I think that there's, you know, I don't see the point in it. Yeah, there's no point. Maybe one just to say, hey, I'm here. Hey, what's up? Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's get going dance, or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but outside of that, it's – you know, if they keep whacking, I think it's a focus call now. They're they're looking at it a little bit more. But if I had to say one thing, I say scrap that. Yeah. Okay. I, I could get with that. I I and that you know it's an interesting way to think about it with the replays. You definitely want to make sure you get it right. Um. You know, and hopefully with technology, it can get better and better and quicker yeah. and faster. And a quick break. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and hygiene. If you've been listening to our channel for a while, you know that we are big fans of Manscaped and their Perfect Package Essentials Kit, which is the world's finest all-in-one manscaping kit that makes manscaping safe and easy. And just when you think they've got it all figured out, they take it to the next level. I'm excited to be one of the first to confirm that after 18-plus months of research and development, the new Lawnmower 3.0 Waterproof Body Trimmer has just been released and comes with a ton of new upgrades. Get 20% off plus free shipping from your Perfect Package 3.0 purchase when you use promo code SEALS20 at manscaped.com. That's code SEALS20 for 20% off at manscaped.com. Now, back to the pod. You know, I, I want to get into his story a little bit because yeah, it's yeah. obviously very interesting. You know, whenever we were going through the expansion draft, we, we we're looking at all the guys we get. We get Casey Jackson. I'm like, all right, he played one year with Vancouver. Must be a really young guy. You're actually not that young. You know, you're 29. <laughs> yeah, no. but it, Thanks it's for reminding me. I feel like it. Right. No, no. Like but it. this guy, out of nowhere, comes in, his first full season last year, drops 37 goals. You're like, okay, there's something missing here. So yeah, where who missed? Yeah. Like so, you know, and you took some years off. You yeah. know, you're you're history in lacrosse and your sports history is very interesting very different from most other people so kind of you know take us through a little bit of the chronology of how you got to this point in your career i mean my story is probably so much different than everybody else i did come in extremely late uh i did take i took two full years off lacrosse i honestly didn't think i was going to play again i was you know having my vacations and stuff like that not thinking about lacrosse i wasn't even watching i wasn't really even following it to be honest with you Anyways, before before that, I was uh, I was in college, and uh, you know I entered the draft. I didn't even get drafted, so I, I'm not even sure if there's another player in the league. I thought it, Dan Dawson went undrafted, but apparently went in like the sixth round. Wow, which is, which is crazy. That is nuts. All time, yeah, know, one Danny's of the best, the best scores, like best leaders. He's like a Ray Lewis, but also like he doesn't murder and he doesn't murder people. He's like Ray Lewis, but he doesn't murder yeah, people. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, anyways. So I thought he was the other undrafted guy, but I talked to him about it. He's like, no, I went in like the fifth or sixth round. So I don't Imagine know. I don't that. think I know. I don't know if you can check. Like, but I've never, I don't think there's another undrafted So you were really player. decorated in college. You know, a couple different stops at uh, what ASA College and then yep. Ross- Rochester Institute of Technology. Went into the 2014 draft. Went undrafted. Did you get discouraged by that and that led you out of the sport? Uh, well, it, 
I did get discouraged by it, but it all it didn't leave me out of the sport just because you know I played the next summer and stuff. And so you played um, in the Canadian West in the summer leagues there, yeah, yeah. In, which is obviously really high competitive leagues, just yeah. not the NLL. Yeah, it's basically uh, I wouldn't say a tune-up league for the NLL guys in the summer, but um, all the box guys who who play in the NLL basically play in that that summer league as well, whether it's Ontario or or BC. But uh, yeah, I think after that, I played the summer after I didn't get drafted. And then I got a really good job. So I was like, you know what? I, and, the, and my team, I was playing on the mainland, but I live on the island. So I was flying out for games. And I was only making it for the second and third period like because I had to work that oh, day. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was, I was working wow. that day. It's like adult I, league, like guys showing up in the third it, inning. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So I would, I, would, I would work that day. Then I would jump on a plane. And they would pick me up from the airport. And they would drive me to the game. And I would get there. And it was Basically, the first period was ending. So oh I was God. throwing my gear on, no warm-up, <laughs> nothing. And I was like, okay, this is, you know. That's not right. Yeah, and then my job was like I had to go through training, and I was just like, it's not working out. So uh, I had no one on all teams. I didn't get drafted. And then, you know, I told my summer team, I'm like, I, ju- I just can't do it, you know, the flights and stuff. So I took two years off, and I was just like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm done playing. You know, I'm around 25 or 26 here. I think, I think I'm done. And then. My local team called me. They're like, you know, are you interested in playing again? We're, we'll trade for you at a Burnaby, the mainland team. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I grew up watching this team my whole life. Like, you know, my family can come finally watch me play a game. Yep. Like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll play. And then I had a good year that year. And then uh, Doug Locker actually was the GM of Vancouver at the time. And he brought me into Vancouver. And um, I actually ruptured my quad actually in training camp. So I didn't get in most of that year and played the end of it. And had a good year. And then the next summer I played really well and Patty, blah, blah, so, so forth, but there, but yeah, I came in really late. It was, you know, a different story, like completely different. I, like the, I said, the I success you had last year, did you think you had that in you? I mean, did you, did you have the confidence that you're like, I can compete in this league. I yeah. know I have the skills. Now I have an opportunity and you seize the opportunity or yeah. did you even surprise yourself with your success? Yeah. Well, my draft year, I was told I was going to go in the first round, so I was kind of, you know, hyped up there to go at least play for a team anyways. So I knew I had it. Um, but also the summer before San Diego in our in our summer league, I had a really good year there. Almost, you know, I, I led the league in goals there, so I knew I can score. And then just the opportunity of a team like San Diego taking me and saying, you know, kind of like, you know, we believe in you. Like, here's your opportunity. Here it is. And um, I got it, and I got to play with guys like Austin Stats and things like that, like, I mean, that guy's a talent himself. So. Beast, yeah. Yeah, and Turner Evans was – he does everything on the floor. He's, he's He can get you open. He can pass. So I got to play with, you know, some of the best players in the world, so it kind of helped me out there. But, you know, I, I knew I can score. I got the passion there and stuff like that. It was wild because uh, it was sneaky, right? Like, I, it was sneaky. We kind of knew, and, and me doing my first year as PA, I kind of knew, you know, hey, these are the guys I need to look out for. Um, not that Casey wasn't – not that you weren't on the radar, but it was just like sneakily it was like, oh – Casey Jackson scored five goals on the road. And I'm like, <laughs> I would come back. You'd have a few games on the road. I'm like, what did he score? Like 18 goals while, like, while you guys were gone? <laughs> like, and then, you know, he fires in four in this game. And I'm like, well, this is, uh, this is really turning into a special year. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, just an absolute cannon blast. Uh, every time you, you had the ball in your hand, it was, it was a pleasure, man. And uh, I know this year... Expectations are high. Everyone's fired up. You can feel it. Casey Jackson, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.